the cool thing is you do get opportunity after opportunity. It doesn't stop. That's the grace. That's the blessing in all this. You didn't fail. You never fail. It's two steps forward. Okay, a step back. But in those two steps forward, you got to witness, experience, and learn. And so now the next time you get to do the two steps forward, guess what? In the first step of those two steps forward, you're going to see what you did before, and you're going to remember it and know it. And you're going, okay, I know what I did last time, and that didn't work. So I'm going to do something different this time. And it, excuse me. And then we take the next step of that two steps, and we find ourselves now beyond where we were not able to go last time. That's how it works. So now I was great. I got it to do it back to back. So here I was once again, the same thing, traveling right on up to the same door. The energy, the world, all these hands pulling at my feet, and hands trying to yank me back down in. And I was like, okay. So what did I do this time? I relax. I let go. I just surrendered. I said, okay, God. And I just kept my focus on getting through that door and just loving God. But here's something I want to share today and why I'm even talking about the teacher and all this too. Really, it's all loving God. All of it. But often we don't recognize or really know that greater essence of spirit. But it is through the teacher by which we receive initiation do we begin to wake up and come to know what that essence of God's loving is. That's the true servant of any teacher of this path to sound and light, is to be that vehicle for God's loving, that we may recognize it. And all we have to do is focus on that and surrender into that. And as we do, then automatically it just lifts us and brings us home. So as I was traveling once again up towards the doorway and felt all the energy pulling me back into the world, I surrendered into that essence and into the longing and the devotion of that inner master. God's loving, the radiant form, the master is that which is God's loving that does bring the soul home. That's what the true master, the true teacher is. Not a personality or an ego. It is that essence of God's loving that is the master that as we fully surrender and focus and allow our longing and devotion to bring us into and allow the master to bring us up into the soul realm. And so that's what I did. I surrendered completely, letting go, not even caring, not responding at all to all this pull, trying to pull me down. And what happened? I just slipped right on up through that doorway. And at first, it was slow. It's just my head popped up. Because I could see this watery essence, this watery quality of these realms of time and space, the illusion, the reflection. Got my head, the first thing my head popped up. It's just literally, if you like in water here, the only difference is you can breathe here. If you try, try to go underwater here, you know the body usually dies because it can't breathe. A little different with the soul through these realms. But even then, as soon as the head pops up, <gasps> it's like a breath of fresh air, like we've been held underwater, gasping for air. My head popped above the water, 
And all of a sudden, I could breathe the freedom. And then in the soul realm, it's wonderful because it's this all daylight. You see the brilliant sun above, and it's all daylight. There's no darkness. It is all daylight everywhere. No darkness. It's all daylight. And it's active. The soul realm is a busy place. It's active. When we move into that, there's a great activity going on. That's the creativity of spirit, of the souls. The true creative action of God is God created the divine sparks of souls. That's an action of creation. And so in the soul realm, where God created the souls, the divine sparks, that creativity is an activity. Creativity, activity. And so there's this energy of activity, of creativity in the soul realm. And even all the souls there, busy, busy doing things. But that activity or creativity is the true expression of loving. The true expression in its pure form, beyond all the illusion and the reflection. And on that level, you can still see all the individual sparks. We're still not... It's not till you go further up do the sparks begin to merge into the greater oneness. It's that first level in which out of the oneness came the individual sparks that we call soul. Each of us is. And so my head got up there. It's so wonderful to see all this activity. And I'm saying this, by the way, all the activity, to be aware. Because often we, we hear these phrases like, peace, be still, and know that I am. That does happen. We hear about becoming quiet and thinking we've got to quiet the mind, or we hear some of these other traditions, more Zen-like things, where you move into this stillness and nothingness. That's part of the journey. But you've got to go beyond the stillness and beyond the nothingness to get into the fullness, which is very active. Loving is active. Loving is creative. There's doing. Things going on. But to get there, it's like we come to this point where nothing's going on. Total stillness. We come to that point, and it's in that point when we move into the stillness where we slip through it and move beyond now into the greater flow and truth of spirit that is so active. So be aware of these things. It's a funny process and that's why I'm trying to really talk about a lot of details today so that you be aware of all the things that do go on and how to approach really moving into the greater freedom where we move into stillness, surrender, letting go. And in that is how we let go of everything in this realm of time and space that would pull us back down into the world. That's how all of a sudden we let go and then the master can lift us up because we no longer are holding on to anything or reacting to anything or fearing anything because it's all of that that keeps us attached. Even though those hands were like pulling on me, when I went in reaction, it's like reaching down and taking one of the hands and go ahead, pull me down. That's what fear, reaction, all these things do. Those are the attachments, the entanglements where we're caught up that keep us from the greater freedom. So we do our part. 
Love God. Hold our focus on God. Look for that radiant form. It's always there. We may not see it at first, but eventually we will. We'll come to know it one way or another. See it, feel it, hear it, know it. So stay focused. And then as all these things try to pull you back down, don't react. Stay calm. Relax. Let, let go. Surrender. Don't worry. And in that is how it drops away in the radiant form of the Master and now can bring us fully into the soul realm because we've done our part of loving and in the loving is how we surrender and relax and let go. Is this making sense? So focus on the loving, and as we do that, we allow it to now work through us. And in, as we do that, the surrendering just takes place. In other words, we don't have to try to do something to let go, other than relax. And focus on the loving. And so, as I first pop my head up through that opening, all the activity, the sunlight, the breath, the fresh air, I was tired before that. I was just tired and worn out, not knowing if I could make it. The head gets above the water there, and all of a sudden, you start coming alive. Because that's what spirit is, is alive, energetic. And so as I kept holding my focus, slowly I started rising up out of the water. And I could still feel those things pulling me here. I'm... My head's free and slowly I'm getting free up here, but still right below that, everything's still in the water. All that energy was still trying to pull me down at the same time. Until we just keep focusing and then slowly do we rise up out of this realm of reflection until we're completely free. And then we get to move about freely in this realm of light and loving. And it's wonderful because in this particular case, where I found myself was right amongst all of us, all of us that are initiates, already there in the soul realm, already there, already free, busy, active, doing, loving, experiencing, learning. And right there was a school. And as soon as I rose up into there, I, in my soul, heard myself declare, I'm home. I'm home. The soul realm is the home of the soul. It really is. And it's funny because right there, just like we can see things here, we've heard the as above, so below. And everything here is a reflection of the spiritual realms, the Garden of Eden. So there I found myself, literally a house, a mansion, that was my home. Even there, right there in the soul realm. Just golden, loving. But also right there was the school. We hear this action in ILM of what we're doing, of the soul's return home. That all those souls that Jim and I are here to serve in this action were busy. I knew, I knew everybody there. It was fun. And it's really interesting, though. A lot of the souls that I knew there, that I knew here in body. I was aware also that many of them there in the soul realm, which is the truth of where the soul always resides, were not even aware down here of the truth of their own soul in the soul realm 
in its freedom and experience. Very interesting. How many times have we heard Jim share? One day you'll wake up and realize you never left the heart of God. I'm saying the same thing, just in the different details. The soul's already there. You, the soul, are already home, already in the soul realm, in the freedom, in the loving, in the pure essence of your truth. But you, that divine spark that has come into this world to have experience, has forgotten, is not aware, does not know. Just amazing. All at the same time. All at the same time this stuff's going on. Well, how can I be here but yet there and not even know it and then all of a sudden one day wake up and realize it? That's a damn good question. I don't know the answer. It's crazy, I know. But that's what's going on. That's what's going on. So this action of initiation, the teacher, and the meditation, those three things, isn't it funny how things come in these trinities and threes? Those three things are the core to this whole pathway. It's important for each one of those. Without the teacher, there's no initiation. Without meditation, there's no need for initiation or the teacher. You could say vice versa with all of it. But it's up to us to make the choice, to take action, to participate in that relationship because it's that participation that we awaken to what I'm describing now. And I'm giving details, actually, so that you know in case you have a dream or an experience, whether it's out of body or in body, and if you see these things or hear these things or just feel them, experience them in some way, that you relax. Because believe me, when you hear this here, you'll remember it when you're there. You really do. No matter where you're at, you, the soul, remembers these words and knows because you've heard it here. Because they are words of truth, of the soul's journey, of experience. We don't forget. You may leave here today and weeks from now, forget about this whole talk, but I'll guarantee if you have a spiritual experience beyond this physical consciousness and you find yourself in another realm experiencing, you'll remember these words. That's the service of the teacher. It's not just the words, but it's an essence that shares the words and those words specifically too because that's how the essence can work with us in this journey of awakening. But it is up to each of us to do the meditation. That's the key. What is the meditation though? What are these names of God? Well, like I said earlier, those names when they're given, not just these words, it is in truth that hand of God reaching down and cupping under us to bring us home. So initiation is us opening to receive that. And those names is that hand of God. As we chant those names, in a sense, build the power of the name, as we say, that power is God's loving. And that's what the hand is, is God's loving that lifts us up. That's what the power is. 
But as we chant, we awaken. We're not creating something new. We, in a sense, are creating the opening and creating the awareness of us awakening to the truth of that power, of that name, of God's loving through that action. So as we do that, we are loving God. That's what meditation is, is loving God. The initiation is opening to receive God's love and then being given the tools, the technique, the way by which we can now love God to participate in that relationship. And so as we go into meditation and chant these names we've been given in initiation, that is us doing our part. That is us loving now the Creator, loving the Master, loving the true form, which is loving. But the journey to the soul realm, the true home, is a pathway. We'll see it in individuality as a stream of light and sound. We'll hear it. We'll experience going through these realms, just like in the physical realm. We're walking around this world, driving around, experiencing. We look up in the sky. We see the sun. It's the same thing on the other realms. It'll look often very much the same. And all we have to do is go towards the sun. The sun is always a doorway into the next level, into the next realm. <coughs> and sometimes in that journey, we'll just fly seemingly on our own. But if you pay attention, you'll be aware of a divine presence always with you. At other times, we'll be aware of the divine presence and we'd be walking through experiences like, what the heck's going on? Why am I going through this? Sometimes it's called, just walk through the experience. Just have the experience. Even if you don't understand, you don't need to know why in your mind. But guess what? Another part of you knows why, the soul. You just may simply not be conscious of it in the moment. So just allow yourself to experience, to go on the journey, to have the experiences on the journey. That's all we have to do, is just keep on walking. Just keep on experiencing. Don't stop. When you stop, what happens? Pain, separation, agony. That's what happens when we stop. That's really the blessing. So instead of pain being a curse, it's actually a blessing, because when we experience it, I'm not talking just a physical pain in the body. I'm talking about the pain we experience within ourselves. That's the separation. So use that pain, in a sense, as a blessing to inspire, to motivate, however it may, to get us to participating, to move beyond the pain by walking the journey, by doing the loving, by doing the meditation. I don't care if it's an hour a day instead of the two and a half. Someone I know, not many people do two and a half hours. Do whatever you can do. That's what matters. It's not about the time. This isn't a rule, a have to, something you got to do. If I don't do it, I ain't going home. No, it's about the loving. It's not about what you're doing. It's about what you're doing. It's not about the time. 
It's about what you're doing. Focus on the loving, regardless of how long it is, how short it is. Let go of the details. Let go of the experiences, the distractions, the poles of the mind, the emotions, and the body, and simply focus on loving God. And if that seems too grandiose, then love the master, love the teacher, love me, love Jim, even in our individual forms, how we look physically. Love us. Why do I say that? Because I know the truth of how the Holy Spirit works through the teacher to bring the soul home. That's why I wanted to share what I did earlier about the master essence that pulls the soul home. Because I know what that is. Jim and I have talked about this so many times, about how open or candid to be with people. Because we know nobody truly understands until they awaken fully. Then they understand. That's the only way to truly understand. But you know what? We share anyway. Because we know in this physical level, if we share and say, love us. Yeah, love me, the teacher, the spiritual teacher. In the East, they do that. In India, they love the teacher because they understand that physical body is that doorway for the living word into the world. By loving the teacher, that is, in a sense, loving God through the teacher. It's a doorway to go into spirit. They know that, and it's true. But here, if we promote that here in the West, not even in the West necessarily, what happens? What happens over here? Oh, my God, guru worship. Oh, my God, cult. Oh, my God, give your power and authority over to this person. That's a bad thing. Don't do that. But that's not what we're asking here by loving the teacher. It's not a physical thing. It's not giving our power away. It's not asking the teacher physically to tell us what to do and how to live our lives. That's not what it's about. But we know if we even talk about that too much, I'm talking about it some today, but we don't talk about it too much because we know the physical consciousness, and this is just human, will start to play all kinds of games and create all kinds of things around what Jim and I share around this. And then enter in all the disturbances, the illusions, the fantasies, the whatever of the physical form, the attachment to the physical form. I've got to be close. I've got to talk to them. I've got to ask them what to do. Then what happens when the body dies? Oh, my God, my teacher's gone. Bullshit, as we say here in Texas. No, that's just the body. That's not the true teacher. That is the living word, the radiant form, the master form, the living, loving essence of the Lord. That's always alive. That's always present on every single level of consciousness. It's not the personality. And that's the problem they often run into in the East because they do, in a sense, worship or love the physical teacher. So it both serves by loving them as that doorway into spirit, but it can also get in the way if we make it about the physical. So be aware of that. But also be aware, oh, you know, I don't need to love Jim or Brian. Ah, you know, they're just a couple guys. You know, Jim and I sometimes say, 
Are we too ordinary? Do we mingle too much with the disciples and the students so we look too human and ordinary? So Jim and Brian, they can't be teachers. Those are so ordinary. They're like my friends. How can they be a teacher? Because a teacher is somebody you put up on a pedestal and worship, right? Well, maybe Jim and I shouldn't have interaction then with people and stand up and get a higher stage here. That's what also happens, though. There's a lot of groups doing that, and there's separation. We don't want separation. Because in truth, Jim and I are just as ordinary physically as everybody else here. We're all the same that way. And Jim and I hope, in the way we're interacting with everybody, that people get that. We're ordinary like everybody else. We love, we have our own reactions. We are loved. People have reactions with us. It's ordinary. It's no different than anybody in that regard. Physically. But that's also why Jim and I have learned to talk about these things, to share these things. So there's no games. There's no hidden agendas. And hopefully there's not much of any room to create all kinds of fantasies around the teacher, around a pathway or a group, around being different or special or better than or less than. All those games that go on everywhere around the world, spiritual or non-spiritual. We know that's what goes on. We know it's going to go on no matter what we say. But we know at least as if we speak about it and put it all out in the open that there's a lot less opportunity and room for all the games to go on. At least that's what I have found. So Jim and I are going to keep being like we already are. And at the same time, we really want our initiates, we want you to know the greater spiritual truth that is taking place. And really know that. Because it is that love and devotion that you can even feel right here what may seem on a personal level. You can feel that right here, right now. And it is that love and devotion that is the greater truth of spirit that does bring the soul home. I don't care if it's in the body or out of the body. It doesn't matter. Because it's not about the body. It's about the spirit. It's about the soul. It's about the loving. And the soul's return into that loving and waking up and knowing that greater truth in the fullness. But it is through that relationship that we have with the spiritual form that this all takes place. So go for that relationship. Have the relationship with the true form of Jim and myself, which is the loving essence, the living word, the action of God's grace, the Holy Spirit. That's the true relationship. doesn't matter if it appears like myself and Jim or something else. You'll know what it is because when you receive initiation, it is anchored in you. That essence is alive, but then you've got to keep it alive by chanting, singing, saying those names, loving God. That's how you participate and wake up to that essence of loving that is there. All we're doing, it's already in you. All we're doing is helping you to recognize, to wake up and to know what's already within you. That's it. 
and spirit. Sometimes it can look like we're doing it for you, lifting you up. And truth, yes, that is. But again, it's God's grace lifting you. But I also know that happens because of what you do, what that essence is inside of you. I just talked about going up to the soul realm, the soul's home. But then there's that journey that continues where you, the divine spark, even now journey up higher into the soul realm and begin to merge into the greater oneness of what we call God. I like to say the face of God because that's the first level of where we, in a sense, can see God as, you could say, a personage or as an individual, the face of God. So we can relate, just like we each have a face here and can relate with one another. Well, in the beginning of the soul realm and up to a part, the same thing takes place with God there. But in that face, we see the true essence of loving, that light and sound that come from that face, that voice and that loving essence and warmth that radiates like the sun, literally like the sun, is what wakes us up to the greater knowing of that truth of what God is. And so what do we do? We keep following that and journey. Just like I said, this other sun in the doorway into the next realm. Well, guess what God's face is in the soul realm? is also that doorway now into the, be the body of God beyond the face. So you go into it. It's another doorway. We're now in that action. We, the soul, truly begin to unite and merge into the greater oneness of the realms of spirit or the body of God, the ocean of loving. That's the ocean, is the body of God. That's beyond individuality. And beyond that, it's even a whole other story of all the different realms of spirit and the soul's continual journey into that greater oneness with God in the greater fullness. Even though we can, in a sense, be aware of self or the individual consciousness, the wonderful and amazing thing is when you merge into that greater ocean of loving, you still have that awareness of self, if you want to call it that, that which is that essence of loving, of knowingness, of I amness, of consciousness. But also in that awareness is the awareness of God self, of God, the greater oneness. We've heard that phrase where Jesus said, the Father and I are one. I and the Father are one. That's what that is where we merge into that ocean of loving the body of God and know ourselves as one. We no longer are just ourselves, but we are now the greater self that is all. So in that journey, the radiant form of the individualized spiritual teacher is a lot less. 
Because in that journey, it's God directly moving into the oneness. The teacher in that individualized form still walks with us because as long as we keep coming back to this world of illusion of separation, of individuality, there's going to be the individual form of God's loving, always walking with us and assisting us to fully complete the journey here until we do now go back and never have to return. Back into the oneness, beyond the form, beyond the individual. And that's what this pathway is truly about, is that greater merging where we do the soul, not only return home to the soul realm and know ourselves as soul and know the truth of that home, but also that greater journey beyond that into the greater experience of our oneness and loving in the true kingdom of God. All right. I think that's it for now. It's just a few minutes before five. So thank you, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that earful. <laughs> and I really hope it does maybe stir or give you even a little more detail of really the greater truth that's going on on this pathway. So thank you.